before I get into the word this morning, I just felt so strongly during worship that God is going to give you, God is going to give us a different grid. That's something in, this is for specifically for one or two people, but I believe it's for us corporately as well, that God is going to bring a different template to you to function out of in this time and place. I believe very strongly that some of you are going to be challenged quite significantly, Jan, <laughs> in, in this time. And I believe that God is going to bring you what you need to function in this time right now. Because it's a definitely an unusual, unique time that we are in completely different narrative that we've walked in before and who knows that God doesn't always come the same way he's come before and this morning this is what I feel like God's saying to us as a people as his kids as his sons and daughters that he's going to come differently than he has before so get ready be prepared because he is going to do something new he's going to do something new and I love that song this morning. It's in my message, but I'm going to put it out there now that the best is yet to come. <laughs> God is good right now, amen. He's a good, good father. He, he's working today, but for you and your specific circumstance, the best is yet to come. And, you know, looking out there at that beautiful day, it's meant to be raining today. God doesn't do things the way we expect him to, Amen. <laughs> So enjoy the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, we're living in a really strange narrative and conversations I've been having over the last couple of weeks, I've been sensing this growing sort of unsettled, uneasy, anxious type of conversations with people. And I, I guess over the last couple of weeks, my heart has been troubled a wee bit too. But you know what? God is good all the time. Amen? And so this morning, I just want to bring a bit of encouragement around whatever we may be sensing or feeling. You know, there's so many varied opinions and, and viewpoints. And, but God calls us to first love him and love one another. Amen? So regardless of what our beliefs are, our standing points, we are to love one another. To love strongly. That's one of our things on our slogany thing. Love strong. Love strong. So I just want to encourage you with that this morning. Taking a breath. Many of you know the Smith family over the years has had numerous pets. Numerous pets. Everything from oxalotls and fish to chickens and birds and dogs and all sorts of things, and I just remember specifically, our girls were into cockatiels at one stage, and we would go and buy these hand-reared cockatiels, and some of them were taught to talk, some of them were taught the Jaws theme song, and... <laughs> Wes didn't really appreciate these domesticated caged birds. <laughs> So none of them ever really lasted long in the house. But I love birds. <laughs> Please don't call me the bird lady. <laughs> I love birds and I was so thrilled 
that when we moved into Marsden Valley, the beautiful bush filled with birds. So where we are, we've got, you know, we hear the tuis, there's more porks at night, we've got the wood pigeons flying over, there's a couple of trees outside where about 10 or 15 of them sit. And I'm like, who needs any caged birds? <laughs> I'm in the middle of it. And Wes and the kids made this um, birdhouse and we bought this bird feeder to, to, to attract the tuis. We saw many, many sparrows coming over the, month, the last couple of months and visit from a tui once or twice over lockdown. But just this week, we've had this tui visiting regularly. I'm not going to get all super sparrow on you about what the birds mean or anything like that. You know, I, I just want to say that when I was thinking about what God wanted me to bring this morning, I was actually listening to the birds, and he reminded me of a passage of scripture in Matthew 6. So why don't you turn there with me this morning? Can I have a drink? If you have a Bible. <laughs> Matthew 6 verse 25. I really believe that God wants you to take something away this morning to combat any sort of negative feeling that you might be experiencing due to what's going on at the moment. Any sort of anxiety or worry or underlying concern. God wants you to go out of this place lighter and brighter and freer than when you walked in. So that's my heart for us this morning. So, Matthew 6, verse 25, it says, I tell you, do not worry. Do not worry about your life and what you will eat or drink. And don't worry about your body and what you will wear. Sorry, my glasses are fogging up. <laughs> Give it one minute. Aren't there more important things for the body than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. There's the birds for you. <laughs> Look at the birds of the air. They don't plant or gather crops. They don't put away crops into storerooms. But your Father, who is in heaven, feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than they are? Can you add one hour to your life by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the wild flowers grow. They don't work or make clothing. But here's what I tell you. Not even Solomon in all his glory was dressed like one of those flowers. If that is how God dresses the wild grass, won't he dress you even better? After all, the grass is here only today. Tomorrow is thrown into the fire. Then it goes on. So don't worry. Don't ask what will we drink or what will we wear. Verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Do what he wants you to do. Then all those things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. I could stop right there and it'll be all good. <laughs> but I feel like God is wanting to bring three keys for us this morning to combat these types of feelings that we experience, those apprehensions that we might feel 
when we're facing times of uncertainty. And I'm not just talking about the climate, I'm talking about your everyday life. You know, nobody's exempt from hard times, right? And God is good all the time, and he wants us to experience his goodness and see his goodness in our daily lives. So let me just pray. Father God, I thank you for every person here this morning. I thank you that you have a great purpose and plan for every person. That your hand is upon them, that you are at work. And Lord, this morning I pray that our hearts would be filled with your goodness, your presence and your peace. That we would go from here this morning knowing that you, the Prince of Peace, are with us. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, this morning, I believe that Jesus in Matthew 6 is is teaching us not to take worry from tomorrow and bring it into today. I think there's a, a quote from Charles Swindon and he says, don't pull tomorrow's cloud over today's sunshine. And so, I love that. I love that he's telling us not to worry about those things in the future that may or may not happen. Let's focus on the sunshine today. And it's not God's will for us to be worried or concerned. You know, Proverbs 12, 25 says, anxiety in in a man's heart weighs him down. But that's not his desire for us. His desire is we would experience his goodness, his kindness, his faithfulness. The enemy would want to keep you there, you know, he'd want to keep you all worried and anxious about things, just to take our attention off the good and the now, and what God is doing right now, right here. Jesus says, I am, and that to me is saying that he's here, that he's present right now. I am, I am. He is present with us right now. So three things this morning. Three things that we can do practically to combat any sort of uncertainty that we might be feeling. Number one is be a now person. Be a now person. (laughs) One of the things I struggle with is always focusing too far in the future. Always thinking about what next? What next, God? What are you going to do next, Lord? I mean, it's, it's awesome to have, I'm, I, I feel like this, this family is highly prophetic. We're always sensing and feeling what next, you know. We're always seeing what next. But God is saying right now. He's saying right now. See what I am doing right now. See what God is doing among us. Psalm 118.24 is one of my favourite scriptures. I probably use it in all my messages. It says, today, Katrina, we were talking about that the other day, today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. God wants us to be people who live today. Amen? We We have a Switchfoot album in our car. And I think I've heard it at least a hundred times. It's time to change the Switchfoot album. <laughs> and there's a couple of lines that I play over in my head often, and it goes like this. 
Yesterday is a wrinkle on your forehead. Yesterday is a kid in the corner. This is your life, and today is all you've got now. And I believe it's God reminding me to live today. Amen? God wants us to be people who live today. And so I want to encourage you that when you think about God being the I am, he is here now. He is present now with us. And that means right now, today. God wants us to give our focus to today, not tomorrow. And when we do that, he gives us the strength, the grace, and the ability we need to live right now, today. Matthew 6 is clear. Do not worry. Tomorrow has enough worries of itself. Lamentations 3 reminds us that God's mercies are new every morning. In verse 22 it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O God. He is so faithful. He is so good. And that's what he wants us to experience in every season, in every climate, in every narrative. He wants us to be light in the darkness. And what does light look like? It's happy. (laughs) It's joyful. It's bright. It's not dull and dark and dim. So the next time, I'm, I'm challenging you today, the next time you begin to feel worried or anxious or uncertain, go to God. Ask him. Ask him to help you refocus your thinking on what's happening now, what's happening today. God, give me the focus to focus on what you're doing right here in front of me right now. Don't worry about tomorrow. Refocus your thinking on the good stuff today. So that's point number two. Focus on the good. We've all got something good to focus on, right? We all do. Lots of things. We're alive. (laughs) We've got food on the table, roofs over our heads. And, you know, that's one thing. Another thing that can cause people to feel a bit, is not being content with what God is doing right now. Always looking for what God's going to do next. Not seeing what's in front of you. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Taste and see that God is good. So when we're focusing on Him and seeing what He is doing, we're focusing on good. And I'm not just, you know, we can think about all the physical things, right? can think about all the physical things that we might have that we're feeling blessed about but when we get to focus on him he is purely good and that takes us our attention away from the circumstances the things that we may be feeling a bit uh, about and when we know the character of God we will see that those things Those negativities will start to dissipate when we've got our focus on the right things. Amen? A.W. Tozer wrote this, 
the goodness of God is infinitely more wonderful than we will ever be able to comprehend. His goodness is more than we can expect, more than we can think of, more than we can desire, because he is a good father who's got good gifts for each and every one of us. He's a good father. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. He's a good, good father. And he loves each and every one of us. And he has good things in store for us. And you know how we know that he's good all the time? Because he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we get to focus on his goodness always. Amen? Number three... I've got two more. Are we going okay? Yeah. Number three, choose joy. Choose joy. We get to choose joy. Joy. Yeah. Go and give joy a high five or an elbow or whatever it is. We get to choose joy this morning. <laughs> Leave it alone. 1 Peter 4, 12 to 13. Dear friends, do not be surprised. Pause. Drink. (laughs) Do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice. Rejoice in as much as your participation in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. I love that, that, that one word, rejoice regardless of the ordeal that you're going through. Many of us, a lot of us have lived long enough to know that none of us are exempt from those trials and tribulations and hard times. We see it right through the Bible. Many, many stories. It's just part of the journey. But here in 1 Peter it says not to be surprised, but to keep rejoicing. Keep choosing that joy And that ain't always easy. Maybe challenging to make that choice, but it's possible because all things are possible in him. Amen? Philippians 4.4, I love the Apostle Paul. He's declaring the statement loudly from his prison cell. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Delight yourselves in him. Gladden yourselves in him. Choose joy. (laughs) You know, it says in his word that in his presence there is fullness of joy. So if you're lacking joy, get in his presence. (laughs) Simple as. We can just put on some music or lie on the floor or walk on the beach Whatever you, however you connect with the Father, however, we we talked about abiding styles, Wes has preached about that a few times, however you abide with him, that is how you're going to spend time with him and find that fullness of joy in your life. Further on in Philippians 4 it says, in verse 6 and 7, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. He's instructing us to come to God with everything in prayer and to rejoice in everything. Not after everything's finished and gone and done, but in everything. 
And this is just a scripture I've thrown in here about the fullness of joy in his presence. It's Psalm 16, verse 11. It says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with your joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. To choose joy and the fullness of it We must find something to be glad about other than our circumstance. And we need to continually make time to spend with our Father. Spend time in his presence. Finding joy in him, the one who lives in us, rather than the things that are going on around us. And we get to choose that. Last one. Number four, let it go. I'm I'm sad I don't have that video clip from Abby a couple of years ago. (laughs) We had this dinner, so many of us were there. She sung that song, let it go, or mimed it, or whatever. Fiona loaned her a cardi, and (laughs) it was awesome. Anyway, it says, let it go. Cast all your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. Psalm 55.22, it says, Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved. He's not going to let you fall on people. He's not going to let you trip or fail. or He's going to pick you up. He's going to sustain you. He's going to take those things that you need to give to him. I believe we need to give him some stuff this morning. Turn your worries over to him. He's going to keep you going. He's going to keep you going. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares deeply for you. Let it go. Let him carry whatever it is you're carrying. There's nothing right now that you've got that he can't handle, that he can't carry. There's nothing that we walk through or face that he doesn't know about. There's nothing that we can give him that's too much for him. Amen? We can come to God with all of our concerns. We can cast them all onto him. So I believe this morning God's wanting us to do something just practically with that and that might be when we stand up when the band comes back up. Actually do you want to come back up? Short message this morning but I think it's to the point I think God wants you to take something from this and make it applicable to what you're walking through right now because he cares so much he cares so much for you that he wants you to be at peace And to receive that peace, we need to let some stuff go. Amen? So this morning as we sing again, I want you to just mentally picture those things that are concerning you, whatever that is. It might be that you've got a sore toe. It could be something else. And I want you to picture you laying them at the foot of the cross or rolling them off and onto Jesus. As we finish today, I just want you to 
think about these four things that we've talked about and how you can develop them into your life. Develop a healthy habit of living today. Make focusing on God's goodness top priority on your list of priorities. To choose joy, to choose time in his presence above anything else. Especially if you're feeling a bit jaded or down or low. Choose to spend time with him. And last of all, let it go. Give it to him. Cast all of those things on him. And you will see a release. Guaranteed. A release of those things. Enabling you to live in this narrative today. Matthew 6 is a reminder that we don't need to worry about tomorrow. The birds are a reminder of his goodness and what he can do for us because we're much more valuable than they are. It's a reminder to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. God has this time and place. God has the season and he has you. Why don't you stand with me as I pray? Father, today I thank you that we can come to you with whatever we have and we can let it go. That we can come to you with our concerns, our worries, our fears, and leave them with you. That we can focus on your goodness today. That we can focus on the good things that you are doing here and now. Because you are greater. You are greater than anything that is going on around us. Father, I thank you that as we go from this place today, that we can leave behind, that we can walk with the Prince of Peace into our week this week. Father, I thank you that you have a purpose and a plan that you've called each and every one of us to step into your purposes. Father, I thank you that even though, even though you are still God, And Lord, I just release your peace, your grace that surpasses all understanding over each precious person here this morning. Lord, that we can go with confidence in who you are and your goodness today. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father.